This podcast is sponsored by the Kerry Golston Ministries International, continuing the vision for end time ministry. Be sure to purchase Kerry Golston's first ever publication, Go Teach My People Faith, co-authored by Pastor Lisa Williams, now available on Amazon.com. We believe that you'll receive wisdom, understanding, favor of God and men, help to all your flesh and bones, and revelation knowledge as you partake of the word. And we believe that your faith is growing exceedingly in Jesus' name. Amen. Come visit us at 160 West 129th Street in Harlem, New York. We'd love to see your face in the place. But for now, enjoy today's message. Isaiah chapter 53. Isaiah chapter 53. This is going to be quick. You don't have to look at the clock. You don't have to look at your watch. It's going to be fast. Look at all, look at all I'm saving you. See? You don't have to diet. <laughs> Hallelujah. All right. Praise God. Isaiah 53, verse 4. Surely he hath borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And with his stripes, we are healed. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, Matthew 8, 17 says basically the same thing. 1 Peter 2.24 says basically the same thing. Only difference is in 1 Peter 2.24 is talking about uh, uh, looking back to the cross, looking back to what happened. It's an established fact that ye were healed. Ye were healed. Not going to be healed, were healed. It's an established fact that you were healed on the cross, even prior to the cross. Think about it. Because that says by his stripes. He received the stripes before he got on the cross. Mm. Praise God. So, so your healing was more important to God than even his going to the cross. He took care of that first. How much more important should it be to us? Glory to God. Hallelujah. He didn't have to take those, take them stripes on his back. He just went to the cross, died, got on up, get on out of there. Amen. No, he took that whipping, that beating. Amen. And I'm sure what we saw in that in that uh, movie, the uh, you know the passion. I'm sure that wasn't it. Wasn't half of it. Amen. That, that wasn't half of it. But he took it, and he had to take it for us. He took it for us. Hallelujah. How many of you did not see the passion? Wow, praise the Lord. Well, we showed it here Friday night. Amen. We're going to have another showing. Amen. Make sure we have your name because we'll notify you and let you know we're going to show it again. Amen. So you see that your healing was so important to God that it was accomplished before the cross. All right? Praise God. Now, next thing. 1 Corinthians chapter 14. 
First Corinthians, the fourteenth chapter. I must move quickly. First Corinthians chapter fourteen. We're gonna look at uh, verse three, verse four, and verse five. First Corinthians chapter fourteen. Are you there? All right. Let's look at verse three. But he that prophesied speaketh unto men to edification, exhortation, and comfort. Edify. Edify. If you prophesy, you speak to men to edify, exhort, and to comfort. But to prophesy is to edify. Verse 4. He that speaketh an unknown tongue edifies himself. Edifies himself. So you prophesy and you edify men. You speak in unknown tongues and you edify yourself. Did you catch that? Look at verse 5. I would that you all speak with tongues, but rather that you prophesy, for greater is he that prophesy than he that speaketh with tongues, except he interpret that he may, <laughs> that the church may receive edifying. Hmm. So you edify yourself, edify the people, edify the church. Sounds like a whole lot of edifying going on. He wants us to be edified. You got that? All right. Praise God. Next. Back to Isaiah 10 this time. Isaiah the 10th chapter. Isaiah chapter 10 verse 27. And it shall come to pass in that day that his burden shall be taken away from off thy shoulder and his yoke from off thy neck and the yoke shall be destroyed because of the anointing and the yoke shall be destroyed because of the anointing. Hallelujah. So we got healing. We got edifying. Now we got anointing. We got healing. We got edifying. And now we got anointing. Acts 10.38 says, How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and power who went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed of the devil. So sickness and disease is oppression of the devil. Sickness and disease is not from God. God has never been glorified by anybody being sick. God has provided, provided edifying and anointing to get rid of sickness. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So God is not, God is not glorified by you doing sick, being sick. We had someone tell us just recently, uh, and you know, you think these things are not real when you heard he and Brother Hagin talk about them, because uh, he always often talked about some of the denominational churches that he had been to and some of the things that he had heard. And, uh, you know, they sound far-fetched to us because we've been taught the word. We've been uh, 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 Bible-taught instead of religiously brainwashed. Amen. So so we, we recently heard some things from a man, a Bible teacher. And he said, well, 
if you you got to be sick sometime because after all, what are you gonna die from? That's today. That's today. He's teaching that in Bible school. Teaching that. That you got to die from something, so everybody got to be sick sometime. Amen. He just forgot all about uh he forgot all about uh uh what's his name? Abraham. Just gathered up his feet and in his bed and took off. And I'll fly away, you know. Go when go when he was ready to go. Not sick. You don't have to be sick. Yeah, it's not necessary to be sick. You don't have to be low down sick. Well, folks say they know you're going, oh, we know he's going. We know we're going to die. He can't last much longer. No, that's not how you go. That is not how you go. You go when you're ready to go. You say, wait a minute, Mr. Death. I ain't ready yet. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's have us a party first. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Jesus took the keys of death and, and the grave. He's got the keys. The one who got the keys is in charge. Oh, God. You just got, you got to realize that. Death, death in and of itself is an enemy, the Bible says. Amen. But the Bible also says that God, God takes pleasure in the coming home of his saints. They're just coming home, that's all. So they, they don't play that death game, that fear and tribulation and all the rest of that stuff. No, 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 uh-uh. No, you, you, don't, you don't do that. You go when you're ready to go. You go like Brother Hagin went. He said, when I get satisfied, I'm going to sit down in the chair and take off. And that's exactly how he went. He sat down in the chair and took off. Had breakfast first. <laughs> Had breakfast first. Amen. She must have been cooking something smell good. He said, wait a minute, Lord. I'll, I'll be there in a minute. I get some of these, some of these grits and eggs up in here. Okay. You know, he had breakfast first, sat down in the chair, smiled real big, and his, and, his, and his chin just dropped to his chest. And he was gone. And he was gone. Never fell out the chair. Never fell out the chair. He said, I'd sit in the chair and go. Oh, God. That's the way to go, see? That's the way to go. When you're satisfied, when you're ready to go. The, uh, in Psalm 91, it says, with long life will I satisfy you and show you my salvation. With long life will I satisfy you. So you don't have to go till you're satisfied. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. When you're satisfied, then you say, all right, I'm going on a journey. I'm going on a trip. I'm getting up out of here now. I have enough of this. Amen. I'm ready for the golden streets. I'm ready for my mansion. I'm ready to go now. So he, you know, he did what he had to do. Then he, so I'm sure he arranged everything, took care of everything. Take care of everybody. Take care of everything. They took him to the hospital and they did all this artificial resuscitation, this, that, and the other thing. And a week later, they still had him on the artificial uh, breathing machines and whatnot. And the doctor came and uh, and said to uh, and said to the to the uh, to the family, uh, Kenneth Hagen died a week ago. We're just keeping the blood pumping through the organs. 
he left when he said he was going to leave. You think there's some machine that can keep you here if you want to go? You up out of here. You up out of here. Hallelujah. Never said a word. Never said anything else. He was, he was, he was quiet. But Ken Jr. went in and spoke to him. First, his daughter went in, uh, went in and spoke to him and said, Daddy, if you, if you don't want this, we'll, uh, you know, we'll pray and, and uh, you know, and bring you back. And they said, they heard a grumbling in his throat. No, no, no. Grumbling in his throat. Then Ken Jr., the son, came in another day without knowing that his sister had done it and did the same thing. And he got the same response. No, no, grumbling from the throat. Then after that is when the doctor came in and said, he died a week ago. How do you say no when you're gone? Supernatural. Supernatural. No. In other words, I'm satisfied. I'm ready to go. Leave me alone. Amen. I'm up here running up and down the streets of glory, having me a big time looking at my mansion, checking out my stuff. And you trying to call me back here. What's wrong with you? You better leave me alone. Amen. See, we don't we just don't recognize, we don't understand what's really happening here. But oh thank God. Thank God. Thank God from the word we can find out. And then we won't fear death anymore. You can go anywhere, do anything, you don't have to fear it. And you don't have to fear the things that cause death, like sickness and disease. I rebuke them in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. And then finally. John, John chapter 8, verse 32. John chapter 8, verse 32. I said I was going to be quick. All right. In John chapter 8, verse 32, listen to this. And you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. And you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. You shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Thank God for 12-step programs. We got one here. Thank God for those types of things. Thank God for the, the, uh, the uh, uh, what do you call them things, the little patches that people put on to stop smoking. Amen. Thank, thank God for, for uh, psychiatrists and psychologists who can try to talk people out of their bondages. Thank God for the doctor who maybe can give you an injection to get you out of something that is bad for you. But John 8.32 is the deliverance answer. Deliverance is in John 8.32. You shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. So whatever the situation is, whatever the issue is, all you got to do is find out the truth on that issue, and you can be free. You don't need 12-step, 8-step, 9-step, 10-step. You don't need an injection. You don't need a patch. You don't need any of those things. All you need is the truth. If you believe the truth, the truth that you know will make you free. 
Hallelujah. I don't care if you're on drugs. I don't care if you're on crack. The crack is not stronger than the gospel. Hallelujah. I don't care if you've been shooting heroin in your arm for the last 35 years. You shall know the truth, and the truth you know will make you free. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I don't care if your husband been beating you for the last 22 years. Once you know the truth, the truth will make you free. The truth that you know, you will begin to confess. You begin to say. And when that truth that you know gets on the inside of you, it will manifest on the outside. Old bump and run will get up and leave. Amen. 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 Just because you ain't had sense enough to run him off, the word can run him off. Because the truth you know will make you free. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You've been plagued with arthritis. Everything hurts. Can't walk, can't stand, can't sit, can't bend, can't pick up, can't lay down, can't do nothing. The truth you know will make you free. Hallelujah. 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 See, everybody try to do it overnight. Read it one time and think, that's it, I got it. No, you don't. Brother Higgins said he was on a deathbed. He'd been, he'd been bedfast for some 15 months. And all of a sudden, truth, truth, truth got through to him. Truth got through to him. He said he quoted Mark 11.23 and Mark 11.24 thousands of times while he was on that bed. He didn't say it one time. He didn't say it 10 times. He didn't say it 20 times. He said it thousands of times over those 15 months. And one day, one day, the truth that he knew, see, because he didn't know it when he was first saying it. He was just reading it. Oh, glory to God. Hallelujah. See, you don't know it because you read it one time. You don't know that my God supplies all my needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus because you read it ten times. He said, I read it thousands of times. I read it so much I can quote it. Whosoever shall say unto this mountain, be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt this, all but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass. He shall have whatsoever he saith thousands of times. Therefore, whatsoever thing you desire, when you pray, believe you receive it, and you shall have it. Hallelujah. He quoted it thousands of times. He said it to himself in the night. He said it to himself when he woke up in the morning. He said it during the day. He said it over and over and over and over and over. It's not enough to memorize it. Anybody can memorize. He's in memorized the Bible every day. They teach in the Bible in universities. Don't know it. They memorized it. They can say it. They can quote it. But they don't know it. It's the truth you know that's going to make you free. I said it's the truth you know that's going to make you free. Brother Hagen had an incurable blood disease. His heart was deformed. He was deformed throughout his whole chest cavity because he was taken 
prematurely. And when he was taken, he, his body had not yet completely formed. His heart was deformed. All of his organs were deformed. Even the tubes that were in his body that are supposed to connect up had not yet connected. When they took him from his mother's womb because the doctors had decided that either the baby's going to die or the mother's going to die. But we got to do something. So they asked the family, which one do you want us to save? And they said, save the mother. So they took Brother Hagen. They caused him to be born prematurely before he was formed fully. <laughs> oh, but God. Oh, but God. I said, oh, but God. Whether you're formed yet or not. Oh, but God, I don't care how far you went down. Oh, but God, I don't care what you've been through, where you've been, who you've been through it with. Yeah. If God wants you, he can keep you. Yeah. If God got something for you to do, he'll straighten it up. He don't care if everything ain't formed yet. He's not concerned with the heart being not formed yet. But you have to do your part. You have to do your part. The truth that you know shall make you free. So Brother Hagen had confessed this thousands and thousands of times. First he heard it. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. He had to hear it first. He had to hear Mark 11, 23 and 24. He had to hear it before he could, before he could believe it. You can't believe what you haven't heard. He had to hear it. So he heard it. And when he heard it, he believed it. And because he believed it, he confessed it. Not 10 times, not 20 times, not 100 times, not a thousands of times, thousands, thousands of times. He said it over and over and over and over until he got in his spirit, till he got in his spirit. Because out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth will speak. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth will speak. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth will speak. When it comes to a place where it's in your heart, that it just comes out of your mouth without you even trying it, without you even struggling for it, without you trying to remember what the scripture says, as soon as sickness rises up, all out of your mouth will flow rivers of living water. Hallelujah, because you know it's the truth you know. You know that truth is going to make you free. Glory to God. So he heard it. He confessed it. He believed it. And in saying it, that's saying it, confessing it. Then he had to act it out. Because if you believe it, you confess it. And if you confess it, the job is not done yet. Faith without works is dead. Now you got to act it out. Now you got to get up. Now you got to get up and act like what you said is true. Now you got to believe that God said what he said and he meant what he said and what he said is the truth. And, he, and Brother Hagin said, I'm coming up off this bed. If this word is true, by, by then he was blind. By then he was paralyzed from the neck down. By then he was, he was days away from death. As a matter of fact, he did die several times. And we're not getting into that. That's not, why, that's not our message today. He had to do what he believed. He had confessed it so much till it got into his spirit. Now watch this now. God did not pick him up off that bed. 
the Holy Ghost said to him, now you believe you're well. Well people ought to be up 10 o'clock in the morning. Now the Holy Ghost is talking to a paralyzed man that's deformed throughout his body. That's why God talks to you when you don't have no money and tell you to buy a building. Either you believe him or you don't. So he, he spoke to him. He said, well, people ought to be up 10 o'clock in the morning. So Brother Higgins didn't balk at that. He understood that if I believe this, faith without works is dead. I've got to act on what I believe. And you think it was easy just because he now believed it? You think it was easy just because he tried it? No, it wasn't easy. He said he had one of them four poster beds. He had to, he reached up with his feeble arm. He said his arm, you could see the you could see the the, the veins and the and the uh, you know the, the 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 ligaments and stuff. His arm was so thin. You'd be in the bed for 15 months and you see what your 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 muscles and things don't atrophy. He said he reached, he was able to reach up that arm. And grabbed that 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 one of those posts on that four post of bed, and he began to drag himself up, drag himself up, drag himself up. Why? Because he believed he's healed. He believed he's well. So he began to drag himself up, and he dragged himself up. Finally, dragged himself up almost to you know almost to a, a, a seated position, and I believe he fell back. And he had to start all over again. How couldn't? How come God didn't just pick him up? How come he didn't just get healed and jump up and start running around the room? Faith without works is dead. Hallelujah. Does that happen to anybody? Do some people just get up and run around? Yes. But if it doesn't happen, that doesn't mean healing is not there. That does not mean that it didn't work. That doesn't mean that you have to give up because God didn't heal me. No, healing is a fact. By his stripes you were healed. Don't ever say, God, oh, God didn't heal me this time. He healed you 2,000 years ago when he took the stripes on his back. That's when he healed you. But you got to believe it. And you got to confess the scriptures. And then you have to act on what you believe. Pull yourself up. So finally he said he pulled himself up. Holding on to that, that, that post. And he found himself standing up, holding on to that post. He stood there until his legs, his feet, his ankles, his knees. He said it felt like somebody poured warm, warm honey over him. He said it went all down him and all through his being. And he said he was standing up straight. He let go of that thing. And what did he do first? He began to praise God. He raised his hands and praised God. And what did he do after that? He got up, he's up, he got dressed. Well, people not only need to be up at 10 o'clock in the morning, they need to be dressed. Like they're going somewhere, you know, like to work. Amen. So he got up, got dressed, and went down to have breakfast with the family. Now remember, he had, not, he had been bed fast for 15 months. He went down to have breakfast with the family, said his grandfather was down there. His grandfather didn't say, oh, praise the Lord, look at this. Oh, hallelujah, he's healed, he's healed. No, he didn't say that. He said his grandfather said, is Lazarus raised up? 
said, yes, the Lord raised me up. And he sat down and had breakfast. And from that day until the day he sat down in that chair at 86 years of age, he preached the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. 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 Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. And he raised up others who are doing the same, who are preaching the gospel just as he preached the gospel, and we're endeavoring to do the same thing. Glory to his holy name, both now and forevermore. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord God. So, so I said all that to say that you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Healing, edification, anointing, and deliverance are yours today. You don't have to wait for it. You don't have to try to go get it. It's yours today. Receive it. Receive it. Confess it. Act upon it. Let it be real in your life. Because we're in the end times. Jesus is coming. Jesus is coming. And he's coming soon. You don't want to be one of the virgins who wasn't ready. You don't want to be one of them and be left back here for the tribulation. Because it's not going to be easy during the tribulation. And there will be saints here. Everybody's not going in the rapture. Some saints are going to be right here. And they're going to have to suffer through the tribulation period with everybody else because they were not ready. Act like the rapture is coming tomorrow. Act like it's going to happen tomorrow. Live your today as though you're going to be, what do they say? Just live rapture ready. Did you hear me? Live rapture ready. I'm ready to go tomorrow. I'm ready to go tonight. That's the only way to live. Because the end of the age is at hand. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Every head bowed and every eye closed, please, in the name of... Thank you for listening to today's Living by Faith podcast. We trust you received something out of today's message. Be sure to subscribe for future episodes. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at New FMCF. Friend us on Facebook at Faith Mission Christian Fellowship International. And always remember, be not afraid, only believe, for we walk by faith and not by sight. Jesus is Lord and he is coming soon.